R. Grab your finest leather and lace as WMNF presents its Halloween Ball 2023. Starring Sleeping Pills, Romeo Blue, Offerings, DJ Mike Hendrick, and your host, Nicole Azar. Plus, a special costume contest for all you ghouls and gals. The Haunting takes place on Thursday, October 26th at New World Music Hall, 810 East Skagway Avenue, Tampa. Tickets 18 advance, 20 at the door. Go to WMNF.org for more info. You are tuned to WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. This is public affairs program called Community Speaks. And of course, we want to hear from the community. Irene stands ready to take your telephone calls. My name is Patro Mavili, your host for Community Speaks. You can also take your emails at dj at wmnf.org. There are a few, at least one organization I want to call your attention to called Florida Rising. Uh, there's a program they have implemented called Justice on Every Block. We'll talk a little bit about that as well, but also a little update on the international, the global situation and what we are to expect there and some of the state situation. The situation here in the state, of course, there is always a connect, a connection between what's happening locally and globally. And we'll make those connections today. One of the biggest connections was the flights out of Israel and the idea that, well, the fact that the money for hurricane preparedness, emergency preparedness in Florida was used for those flights, but it still begs the question, uh, two questions, uh, why aren't Palestinians being, uh, Palestinian Americans being chartered out of the area, the hot spot, the war zone, back to Florida? And uh, also, what of hurricane preparedness? And, you know, there are a lot of people who are still struggling for that. And, you know, what was the problem with the state working with the federal government on those things? But we'll talk about the global situation as well as the local and also here on Community Speaks. I still need your support. I still need for those who want public affairs programming here on a Monday afternoon before we get back to the music to show your support for Community Speaks. You could go to WMNF.org and hit the donate button and show your support there. But one of the organizations is called Florida Rising. And I just wanted to bring your attention to it because it's good to, that communities organize. And community organizations are important to me. And community organizers are important and, you know, last week and all for the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about criminal justice. And that uh, is an important issue across the board. And this organization, Florida Rising, has also included that as part of their platform. But there's a platform called Our Justice on Every Block. And it is a list of local policy recommendations that county and city elected officials can take to alleviate some of the biggest challenges that we face 
to ensure that we all have a right to the things that make us happy, healthy, and whole. And one of the, a lot of the platform ideas were a great implement housing anti-discrimination ordinances to protect returning citizens, enact a 90-day eviction notice period for pregnant tenants or tenants who have children. So you can't evict them before 90 days notice and establish a right to counsel program that guarantees tenants representation in eviction court. You can acknowledge also the housing state of emergency and let voters decide how to tackle skyrocketing rent and also reform our bail system to minimize unnecessary incarceration and release existing data regarding odor and air quality in the Charles Park neighborhood surrounding the oil refinery and commission an independent air quality assessment of this South St. Petersburg uh, CRA. This is a community redevelopment agency neighborhood, and they have been complaining a lot uh, of, of an odor that has taken place in uh, mainstream media. Uh, says that no one is really sure where the odor is coming from, what's causing it, but it is a, a smell that the residents say is definitely there. Chemists from Eckerd College say is definitely there. It varies by the day. Uh, this is Child's Park neighborhood uh, over in St. Petersburg. Maybe someone there can call us and tell us what is the quality of the air now. Uh, but according to researchers, it's hydrogen sulfide, and it's been measured twice as as high in Child's Park than in the nearby neighborhood, distant heights. And levels of the chemical also exceeded minimum odor thresholds and were higher than some health benchmarks. And as I said, this group, the Florida Rising Group, has suggested that it is uh, surrounded by oil refineries and uh, are commissioning an independent air quality assessment of this this particular neighborhood uh, but the residents, of course, have been complaining for a couple of years now. And I've even heard one suggested that this is part of a longstanding development, redlining sort of development where you put these uh, industrial waste industries near black neighborhoods. So it's a form of environmental racism or at the very least environmental classism. So... You know, it's good to see that people are responding to the needs of neighborhoods. And that's the reason why it is important that there are organizations, people are constantly organized. Organized, organized is the way to go. Uh, but Florida Rising is one that I wanted to bring your attention to. And uh, they say they organize multiracial movements in order to win elections, change laws, and create a state where everyone can be safe, happy, healthy, and whole, and you know, it's very much like how people have responded in the state to some of the most draconian fascist laws that have come out of this state legislature and this governor over the last couple of years that have still not passing muster in the courts. But it doesn't stop the culture wars that are going on, especially surrounding our schools, surrounding our kids. Uh, your kids, uh, 
the bullying bills that are coming up uh, a response. There are parents who are trying to organize against the draconian Moms for Liberty. There are or other organizations who are trying to organize to uh, empower parents of LGBTQ students and uh, black students and their rights to learn black history and true history and make certain that the schools continue not to whitewash history. So there are people who feel the need and see the need to organize in the face of all of the draconian laws that have come our way, and especially in the state. So as we've complained that people are leaving the state, there are people who are staying and fighting around a multiplicity of issues, including expanding democracy, and including climate justice, and housing justice, gender and reproductive justice, and criminal system reform. So, you know, you have to wonder... With all of these these draconian laws, you know, especially around the issue of abortion, how how is that going to empower us at the polls? You know, because there are some people who see these laws as, uh, especially on abortion, when it comes to they're warming up the jail cells to imprison, incarcerate women. So where are we headed in this country unless we have a pushback? So it is important for organizations and people to continue to recognize their power to organize. And Florida Rising has done that, as well as some parents who have organized against the onslaught of attack around abortion and in our schools. So what are you doing? If you want to call and show that you have been organizing and you recognize what is happening locally, give us a call here on Community Speaks. This is your opportunity to speak. Meanwhile, on the international level, we're watching uh, the fallout from the terrorist attack and we're worried about the response. People have said that because the United States president has been involved with Israel in terms of diplomatic efforts, that it has slowed down what could have been an immediate response from Israel to those attacks uh, so that humanitarian efforts can pick up first. But as of this morning, we've seen Israeli warplanes are continuing striking targets across Gaza. And as the U.S. says, the delay in Israel's expected ground offensive in the besieged Hamas rule territory would allow more time to negotiate the release of the hostages, which is the biggest fear that if a ground attack starts, a ground war starts, that the hostages who were the intended to uh, release would be just as much a, a casualty of a ground war. Fears of a widening war have grown as Israel struck targets in the occupied West Bank, Syria, and Lebanon and traded fire with Lebanon's Hezbollah militant group. And the two aid convoys arrived in the Gaza Strip over the weekend through the Rafah crossing from Egypt. Israel said the trucks carried food, water, and medical supplies, and Israel has not allowed in fuel, which is critically needed for water, sanitation systems, and hospitals. But especially on that hospital's point, the dwindling fuel supplies for Gaza's hospital generators put premature babies in incubators 
at risk. The doctors are really trying to make a grave appeal to the world that they need fuel. Doctors are saying that these dwindling fuel supplies are putting these premature babies hooked up to incubators at risk of imminent death. In the UN Health Agency estimates there are 130 premature babies at grave risk, while some hospitals say they are hours away from running out of generator fuel. And Israel has barred, as I said, barred fuel from crossing into Gaza out of fears that it will end up in the hands of the Hamas militant group. The UN agency responsible for the Palestinians says it only has three days of fuel stocks left to meet these critical needs. So we're worried. We're looking closely at what is happening in the hospitals. Doctors are treating, as I said, premature babies across Gaza, but at least 50,000 pregnant women in Gaza are unable to access essential health services. And some 5,500 are due to give birth in the coming month. And that is according to the World Health Organization. At least seven of the almost 30 hospitals have been forced to shut down due to damage from the Israeli strikes and the lack of power, water, and other supplies. And doctors in the remaining hospitals say that they are on the brink. And the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees said yesterday it was enough, it has enough fuel to last three days, as I said, to serve these critical needs. But the world cannot simply look on as the babies in the incubators are at risk. Uh, seven tankers full of fuel from a UN depot on the Gaza side of the border. Uh, they, uh, these tankers took fuel, but it was unclear if any of that was destined for the hospitals. But it uh, will eventually run out if more is not permitted to enter. So the world is keeping a close watch on what is happening there. And as I said, it is uh, a humanitarian issue. A lot of people are concerned about a growing humanitarian issue continuing to devolve out of control. If you want to talk, 813-239-9663 is the number to call to join a discussion here on Community Speaks. And if you want to write, you can write me at DJ at WNF.org. Let's go to the telephone lines. Looks like one of our regulars wants to talk to me. Go ahead, Simon from Lakeland. You're on. Hi, how you doing, Mavili? Um Good. You know, a lot of times what I hear when people call in is, I don't know much about it, but don't get me going. The people who are so-called pro-Palestinian in the marches that you see in the world are not pro-Palestinian, they're anti-Israel. Why do I say that? I didn't see any marches or protests when Kuwait expelled 350,000 Palestinian Arabs. Were you protesting in the early 90s? Yeah. Were you out there mm-hmm. organizing and, and, and all the signs were, Kuwait, stop expelling Palestinian Arabs, 350,000. Were people protesting at, about Latakia refugee camp in Syria when people, the Palestinian Arabs, were starving? How about the, Sir, how about the Syrian war? 
when uh, two to four million refugees in Egypt would not take in any Palestinian Arabs. In fact, Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazen, said in 2013, it's better that they die in Syria than give up the right of return. That's a quote from the leader of the Palestinian leadership. Now, who is the leader of the Palestinian Arabs through decades? Haj Hamin al-Husseini, sympathizer of the Nazis. Yasser Arafat, Abu Amar, sympathizer with Russians for the cause of the elders of Zion, that Jews were going to take over the world. Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazen, Holocaust denier. These are the people who lead the Palestinian Arabs. These are the people. Now, there's 1.6 billion Muslims on the planet. There's 14 Jews, 14 million Jews on the planet. Terror, terror, terror works. People are afraid. Charlie Hebdo. People are afraid. Universities are afraid. Why are they afraid? Because terror works. Why didn't the black community have suicide bombers on it? The KKK used terror to fear a black community. The black community, in, in fighting the oppression of 400, million, uh, 400 years, they didn't strap suicide bombs on them. Why not? Why don't we ask those questions? Why don't we try to answer those questions? Well, you've asked it, and uh, let's try to answer it. Because, you know, Simon, that doesn't mean that people still don't fear, feel uh, some type of way about what is happening because, you know, people didn't protest before, you know, in a, in, in, in a way that you felt was necessary. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of anti-Semitism on both sides. And, and that's the question that I have for you, that there are times when the right shows a great deal of anti-Semitism, but uh, when it feels that it's uh, convenient, it shows that it feel, it acts as if it's on Israel's side. So who? how do you trust? Who do you know to trust, whether it's on the right or the left, when it comes well, to the Palestinians? The, 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 when you say of the voice of the right, not monolithic. That's right. Voice, when you say the voice on the left, it's, mon, it's not monolithic. Right. Or black people's voices, right. When, yes. When Netanyahu goes to sleep at night, He's not thinking of the 70% reformed Jews in this country. He's thinking of the support of the evangelical Christians, numbered at 80 million. But they are also not consistent when it comes to whether they're supportive of Israel or not, or whether they're anti-Semitic or not, which is not to say that they're the same thing. I'll leave you with this, and I've always told my kids this. If hypocrisy had a smell, we'd all be wearing gas masks. Life is about interest. Interest change during periods of time. Right. And so right now we're in a period where there's a, a kinetic war happening. Once again, it's a part of the cycle of violence. And uh, people are rightfully interested in protecting life. They're not interested in giving ascendancy 
to one religion or another or one side or another. The idea is to defend life. And I think most Americans, most people in the United States want there to be a fair settlement that the two-state solution is, in a lot of people's minds, a fair settlement. And the, to the the fact that we have neglected that as a global community, we've neglected uh, the two-state solution or any solutions whatsoever while there's been encroachment on Palestinian lands who feel uh, powerless to stop it or to determine who will represent them as a people, uh, whether in the West Bank or in Gaza, is really the global the globe's problem that we've allowed to fester and neglect it. And the cycle of violence continues. Uh, it breaks out, especially under the guise of uh, if they've been propagandized to death, which I think has happened, you know, with these proxy players such as Iran and Russia. So the idea is to destabilize through disinformation. And so that has become, as we talked, as I've said over the few weeks, that, you know, that's, especially when it comes to disinformation, the cyber terrorism is playing a role. This is a new Cold War, and the Internet is a, another tool in which that happens. And we've seen that happen in many hot spots in the world and in many places where there is a need to divide and conquer. And we've seen the same thing happen in our elections here where propaganda and misinformation was used. Uh, fake social media groups were organized, were put together and made it look like you were calling for protest. And when you showed up, you were faced with uh, some fake group with a bunch of propaganda and it wasn't a true real protest at all it was an it was an attempt to sow discord and destabilize politics in the United States uh and we've seen it among the organizations in the black community where fake social media groups were organized and the idea was to divide and conquer, to sow disinformation, not information, not true information, but disinformation. And that has become a tactic in this globe and in this point in time. So it's something that we have to be mindful of and careful of because people are constantly using fear and anger to sow discord, destabilize politically and send people in a tailspin of disinformation and people are not sure what they're responding to or how we should be responding to any particular crisis in the country or on the globe. Uh, I do want to hear from more of you. This is Community Speaks, 813-239-9663 is the number to call to join a discussion here with me here on Community Speaks. And, uh, we got to take a short break so that when we get back, we'll see if we can take more of your telephone calls. Irene stands waiting, and uh, next hour, of course, we'll be getting back to the music. So keep it tuned right here as we continue to try to figure out what's happening in the world. And we'll take a short break. Be right back.
not using anymore? It's seen a lot of sunsets. Give it a new life and help WMNF by donating it. WMNF accepts all types of vehicles, including cars, trucks, boats, and more. It's easy, and it could mean hundreds of dollars in support for WMNF. Learn more at WMNFcar.org. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and USF College of Public Health, committed to creating a world where health is accessible to all. Spring classes begin January the 8th. More information is at publichealth.usf.edu. You are tuned to Community Speaks here on WMF. And as I said, we still need your support to meet our goal here in the, as a result of the fund, the fall fund drive. So if you could go to WMF.org and hit the donate key and say that you support Community Speaks. Uh, every week I try to bring the globe into perspective as well as what we're dealing with in our local communities. And I wanted to highlight, as I said earlier, Florida Rising, because there's a need to respond to a lot of what is happening in this state. Uh, a lot of the anti-democratic forces, the uh, misuse of funds, the misuse of law uh, to create a harrowing situation for a lot of people in this state. And so Florida Rising has been trying to pull together a platform that deals with a multiplicity of issues that really speaks to the quality of life. We talked about the uh, need to check the existing data regarding odor and air quality in one park, the Child's Park neighborhood, which is surrounding the oil refinery. And they called for in the commission an independent air quality assessment of the South St. Pete neighborhood and uh, but they're also implementing housing anti uh, calling for an implementation of housing anti-discrimination ordinances to protect returning citizens and act a 90 day eviction notice period for pregnant tenants or tenants who have children and you know we talk we know that children are invoked as a way as on the right to really promote a lot of the draconian backward laws that we've seen come out of Florida, but the courts have made it possible to to show that these laws were are not implementable, are not constitutional. So there's been some slowdown of what has been attempted in this state, but it has not stopped the politics and uh, the, the politics of culture wars inside the state of Florida in the attempt to nationalize those issues. Uh, but I want to hear more from you about what is being done in this community, in this state, and on this globe in our name. Uh, 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. And or you can write DJ at WMNF.org and uh, getting a few emails from you kind of long, uh, but I will read them and study them. If you, if you want to continue to write, write me DJ at WMNF.org. And um, 
As I was talking to Simon earlier, it was it's always interesting that he talks about what other people think. And this uh, emailer was struck the same way. He says, do not tell me what other people really think. It's perfectly feasible that people are pro-Palestinian, that are pro-Palestinians not getting killed rather than just being anti-Israel. So... He's saying that that was a projection, Simon's projection of his own anti-Palestinian sentiment seems clear here. So uh, that was how one person was struck by those comments. But I want to hear more comments from you in your voice. 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join a discussion, a public discussion here on Community Speaks. Go ahead, Josh or in Clearwater. Is that you? Yeah. Hey, I just, uh, something that Simon was saying about Israel and what you guys are talking about is very sensitive issue to me and a lot of Jewish people out there. I just wanted to mention uh, that people forget that for the last half year, Israelis have been on the street protesting our government because of what the Supreme Court's doing over there. And some of the sentiment on the West Bank about what some Jews are doing, building on land that was in treaties for the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why Jews have been on the streets, because the Israeli government, Benjamin Netanyahu, has tried to step over the Supreme Court for things like development. And um, I think the world forgets that the Jewish people have been in the streets for half a year trying to protest their own government to alleviate some of the pressures of the Israeli government in power now against the people. So I just want right. people to, to, to remember that. And that's just all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, You're absolutely right. And I think that, uh, and I wonder if you also agree that this, the fact that there was protest against the right wing policies of the Israeli government, the current President Netanyahu, and then what they're trying to do to the judiciary, weaken it, uh, was just the thing that was used that the Hamas used used this period, this moment of protest in Israel against the Israeli government to attack. Well, my comment is really that Hamas is not in the West Bank. Hamas no. is in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that you know, they're not a hundred percent linked together. Hamas was training for two years. Before the protests to do what they've done, and I don't, I don't look like Satan and Hamas is down in Gaza. The PLO is in the West Bank, and you can see, yeah, there's some skirmishes over there. But Hamas's goal is different. They don't want peace with Israel. They want to throw all Jews in the water, and that's like different. And it's hard. I think it's hard. I mean, what we're seeing in the world. I mean, it's very hard. I just don't want the world to forget or our communities around here to forget that, like, Jews are trying to help Palestinians. They're not. We want to live in peace. Right. And, there, uh, and, and as you said, there were Israelis who have been protesting these right wing policies in Israel. Yeah, I can tell you, my, like, my mother and, like, people I know, like, we don't agree with Benjamin Netanyahu. We do not agree with him. We think he's part of the problem. We want him out. And I think. It, it, my mother and other people, we've discussed a lot at our kitchen tables that, you know, 
he's probably going to get voted out because he spent so much energy and time and on the West Bank and doing this thing with the Supreme Court that maybe he closed his eyes a little bit and we weren't ready for Hamas. Uh, that, that's a big discussion at our kitchen tables. And uh, that, that, that's number one. You need to protect the people. And uh, mm-hmm. there was nothing. The people walked right in and started shooting at us. Uh, you know, there was no warning. So we blame that on Netanyahu's government also. And I mm-hmm. think you'll see we're, 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 we're united right now in this very difficult problem with Hamas, what to do. I mean, it's not like Jews want our cousins to go march in there. It's not. We don't want to. But how do you... Uh, what we going to do? I mean, there's yeah. shooting rockets in there. Like, it's... It's a very difficult thing, but once we get through this onto the other side, you'll see that Jews are not happy with the current government in Israel. And we do want a government that's reflective of a Supreme Court, that when they we sign a treaty, we say we're going to do this, the Supreme Court upholds the treaties we make. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a prime minister step over the law. Right, right. And, uh, when this is over, I guarantee Jews will go back in the street and protesting their own government. And, I, and I, again, I just want to re- the world to remember that Jews have been literally, for many months, have been on the streets protesting. And that protest is not a student protest or a little protest. That is the mothers telling their children, go in the street and protest. That is fathers going, telling their children and themselves, go in the street and protest. It's not, you know, a little movement over there. It's right. big. It's widespread. Across social, across civil society. Thank you from Clearwater. Thank you, Sarah. I've got to go and speak with you now, talking about the Israeli people in attitudes. Go ahead, Sarah. You're on Community Speaks. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay, so I guess I want to push back a little bit on the well-intended young man who just spoke. Yeah, the Israelis mm-hmm. have been out in the street, but they are not fighting for the rights of the Palestinians. They are fighting for the rights of the Israelis. Benjamin Netanyahu is trying to take the rights of the Israelis, but the people that are in the street in Israel don't give a damn about the rights of the Israelis, of the Palestinians. They're marching because their democracy is being taken away. They are not marching for Palestinians. Yeah, but he also pointed out, though, that the treaties that protected those uh, agreed upon lands for the Palestinians were being encroached upon, and the, the courts were finding them uh, were finding against the government, Netanyahu government, and that's why he wanted to overdo it. So, to that extent, well, and, I, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that, but if that's the case, why has this been going on since 1970, 17, 1948? You know, it's disingenuous. If people really cared about the problems in the Middle East particularly for the Palestinians and the Israelis, somebody would have taken a stand and said, this has to stop. This incursion and, you know, Netanyahu and the Israelis, I do not believe, are going to stop until they have made Gaza Strip uninhabitable for anyone other than their bulldozers to come in and claim the land and build settlements. And just to close, I do want to point out that the Israeli government is now saying that they've investigated the uh, the bombing of that uh, hospital. Well, let's not forget what the Israelis did when Shireen, the the Al Jazeera reporter, was murdered by a sharpshooter from the Israeli 
army. They denied it. They denied it. They denied it. They denied it. And then finally, after a year, when the attention was somewhere else, they finally admitted, yeah, it was one of our guys that shot her in the, in the head. Mm. So this, you know, the, the, the Israeli government has captured, it's like a fourth branch of the United States government. And it's very troubling to me the way the West is just completely closing their eyes to genocide before our eyes. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah, for those comments. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, there's a, a lot of bad historic precedents that have been set and people have been trying to bring voice to them and sometimes their voices are heard and sometimes their voices are are diluted by events which i think has happened in this latest case um so we're gonna we're gonna continue to watch events uh, especially as the ground war gets closer uh, but i've been definitely taking a look at what's happening at the hospitals because, you know, we need people who are there who have doctors without borders in Palestinian territories. And they're saying that, you know, keeping their eye focused on the babies who could die within hours if there's no fuel for the generators. And uh, so we're, but at the very least, you could at least think of the innocent life involved. Uh, Hospitals must care for patients and uh, whether they're in northern or in central Gaza, since several hospitals shut down, forcing it to more than double its patient capacity, it also puts a strain on the limited electricity. So, you know, while everybody's making their point with guns, we have to realize the quality of life, especially of the innocent, are at risk, uh, hanging in the balance. And, of course, those hostages' lives are hanging in the balance. I want to go back to you, though. You're listening to Community Speaks here on WMNF Radio. My name is Patrick Mobili, taking your telephone calls at 813-239-9663 and your emails. Write me at dj at wmnf.org. I'm going to go to Jennifer in Spring Hill, see what Jennifer has to say. Go ahead, Jennifer, you're on. Well, hello. Um, yeah, I'm calling. Um, I've been a Green Party member for a long, you know, since the 1990s, and, and it's been something that Greens have always stood for Palestinian rights, and it's just horrifying to see that people just don't seem to get it. I mean, they keep voting for Democrats and Republicans and Democrats and never thinking that they, they have options. And we've, you know, we've presented great presidential candidates. There's people out there that you know, could change these things. And one of the big differences is the fact that we don't take corporate money. We don't take money from APAC. Because right now, what we're seeing is just a manifestation of, you know, many things. It's big pharma, it's big oil, but in this particular case, it's primarily APAC, which is the American-Israeli um, Political Action Fund. And that's a big time. They Almost every person in Congress, well, every person in Congress has got to swear allegiance to Israel, you know, for no you know, other reason than just because they do. And then also the military-industrial complex. They are making so much money, and these, we're, we're just constantly in wars, and I I don't know where it, if the disconnect is, but... Um, I don't know either. But... <laughs> basic things. I mean, just one more thing I want to say is the fact that you were talking about the hostages. Well, if I had hostages and I was a, a fair leader, I would be trying to negotiate to get my hostages back. I wouldn't be bombing because we, if they know where they were, they'd go get them. They don't know where they are. They don't know mm-hmm. if they're killing their own hostages. 
I mean, their own people right. that are hostages. Yeah, well, I know that there's a tunnels, there's a big tunnel system. I'm certain Hamas has made great use of them for the hostages. Well, that may be very true, but, you know, the point is, it's just, they, they don't know this. They don't know for sure. Right. And, I mean, it's just, it's, it's mad, like a madman. I mean, it, it, the whole Israeli Zionist government. Is yeah, it's just, a cycle, though. It's gone, Huh, what's that? It's a cycle of violence because, you know, you said the Democrats are Republicans. We keep voting for Democrat or Republican. You're right. And they go back and forth, back and forth. But like I said, the last time there was a real handshake between both sides was when the Democrat was in the White House 30 years ago and invited them there to shake hands on territories. And, and we're going to no uh Clinton um, and at the. It was President Clinton at the at, at the peace accord oh, that was that oh, was signed. Well, and uh, Carter did a lot. The, yeah, you're right. Carter did do quite a bit. But as I said, yeah. every time there's the cycle of violence picks up, everybody, you know, it's almost as if everything is is squashed and we're starting from square one again. Well, yes, but there you can't say words against Israel. I mean, I'm part Jewish and I just and I'm, you know, I call it something what it, for what it is. And, you know, it used to be this talk of, oh, a two-state solution, a one-state solution. They basically need a three-state solution. They need to make the state of Gaza and then the West Bank, and they need to make the, the mm. settlers go. You know, I mean, but it's, it's ridiculous. And then right a return to the Palestinians. I mean, it's ridiculous. They, they lost, you know, 90, 70 to 90 percent of their land, depending how you look at it. But the way that they've had settlers just mattering into the West Bank you know, wherever they please. I mean, this is, this is looked upon by the rest of the world. I mean, the yeah. have but, more money than the G7 now. You know, so we've got all these other countries, the global South, South America, Central America, Africa, they're looking at this and going, we know what apartheid is. We know what the United States does. And we're just losing our allies. China and Russia are making allies and friends around the world. And somehow we just are not getting it. We think that, oh, their petrodollar will always stand. So we really need to stop just viewing this. This is going to be genocide before our very eyes, and we're funding it. So I think the people in this country really need to, to wake up and start paying attention, like, actually, seriously, who's running for office. But, you know, yeah. I'm afraid they really don't care, as long as it is not in their backyard. So mm. uh, it's sad, because I wish we had more compassion for others. Well, I know. Hope I know the new generation will. <laughs> I think this new generation has a lot more compassion on a lot of these I issues. Really, I'm really counting on that because Me I too. mean, I've been <laughs> an activist since the '60s, and <laughs> I've seen things that we won, you know, go away, like you know, abortion rights, and so, I mean, it's we every. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating, but I I hope at this point this is the turning point where people start to realize this is inhuman and we can't we can't fund it and we cannot continue to support it. I mean, our our leaders right now are not good. We just aren't. I I can I thought I had maybe twenty five people that I thought were decent in the in Congress, but I don't even know about that anymore. <laughs> There's a few, I suppose. But yeah, but we have to big those up, those good ones up that's saying the right things. Well, yeah, Ilhan Omar, and I mean, there's, there's, there's a few. And has the right perspective. <laughs> even Bernie, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, he's Bernie, not even consistent. Well, no, but, but uh, Elizabeth yeah, Warren, and uh, who's better. who's starting the Senate investigations on. 
it, cryptocurrency financing of terror. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out what she'll find yeah, out. With. I mean, she's probably one of the other ones that I count on. But, you know, they just they, they line up behind Israel. And it's it's horrifying because it's <laughs> of all the countries. I mean, this isn't, you know, I mean, if it was a country that was doing its best and, and actually trying to protect itself, it doesn't need the protection from the Palestinians. And, and I almost feel like when I heard this happen on the 7th, I was up in Chicago and I was and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I knew something I knew something was horrible was happening. I almost wonder because supposedly Egypt told them about it, and so they blew it off. So maybe they did know. Maybe they said, you know what, the Zionists, the, the Netanyahu and his, his crack team of right wingers, you know, mm. maybe they thought, oh, good, yeah, let's let Yeah, I wonder about some of those, some of people's intent. You know, they some people want to see Israel's destruction, but claim to, to support Israel in the process. But thank you for your call, Jennifer. I've got a few more calls to get to. Thank you so much from Spring Hill. Go ahead, Lenny. You're on Community well, Speaks uh, from thank Gulfport. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. having this program. And uh, you know, the, there's a very basic problem of you know Jews are trying to have a homeland in Israel, and uh, mm-hmm. And also, you know, uh, there are people that live in there at the same time. And right. what we need to find a way is how to solve this the issue of having, you know, different people living in basically the same area. And it's terrible that the loss of life that's going on for the Palestinians and the, and the Israelis and the Jews. Um, you know, the British held that land, the Palestine, after World War One, and um, declared, you know, to establish a Jewish homeland. Mm-hmm. And since that time, there were attempts to do uh, partitioning of that land, but basically, the Arabs do not want Jews there, and. In 1948, when Israel declared its independence along the lines of that partition, the Arabs attacked, and then the result was the country of Israel, which had those borders. Um, but if that this partition had been accepted from that time, Israel had been in a much smaller space than it's occupying now. Um so there's still there has has not yet been a, a resolution of how to allow the Jews and Arabs basically live with each other, and that's the key that we need to resolve. Um, Hamas is not interested in allowing Israel to exist; it just wants to just destroy Israel. Um, but Simon mentioned before about. The blacks here in the United States uh, using civil disobedience to get civil rights um, without using uh, violence, and that's not what the Hamas is doing. They're they're using brutal brutality, they, and they're holding the Palestinians hostage. They're. Um, do you feel like the the fact that you know because we're talking about just the 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 settlers who keep encroaching and the right wing government who keeps supporting it is it the fact that these settlers 
the most orthodox don't have to serve in the military, so they keep poking the bear on this. Well, yeah, that's part of an issue, too. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Israel has given up settlements. You know, they gave up Sinai, they gave up the Gaza. So, um, you know, there's a saying, if Israel lays down its arms, well, if Hamas lays down its arms, there will be peace. If Israel lays down its arms, there will be no Israel. So, um so it's not as simple as saying, but people are saying ceasefire now so that they can talk about it. Well, it'd be good to have a ceasefire, that's for sure. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lenny, for calling in to the Community Speaks. You've been writing WNF.org and that one writer, Jewish Voice for Peace. That's exactly what Tina said in Brooksville, ceasefire now. Not all Jews and Israeli citizens support what they call, she called the Zionist genocide of Palestinians. Israel wants peace, according to another emailer, as long as they control all of Israel and Palestinians are kept in their place. Hamas and Hezbollah want peace as long as they control Israel and all Jews are gone. There will never be a solution to this problem until Hamas and Hezbollah are gone. And Israelis elected a government that changes its constitution that uh, defines Israel as a Jewish state to the exclusion of all others. The only solution is a single state in which Jews, Muslims, and Christians have equal rights. One man, one vote. One person, one vote. 813-239-9663. Thank you for that email. Uh, just in the last five minutes, we can see if we can get as many calls. I saw that a few of you dropped off. Call back. 813-239-9663 as we talk about you know, how to get past this cycle of violence at this point uh, and, you know, keeping a sober mind about what all sides want. And uh, as some people have pointed out, uh, uh, has Hamas supported by Iran and Iran supporting Hezbollah, uh, all talking about death to Israel, death to the United States, uh, they shouldn't exist. Uh, you know, Israel has always existed in, in historically. And uh, the idea that you're going to exterminate everybody out of there is, is really foolhardy. Uh, but what do people really want to see happen in terms of vying for peace? And how will the new BRICS nations, the so-called BRICS nations, step in to help the situation or will they just be proxies in more violence, more war? 813-239-9663. And um, we just want to hear what others have to say. I see Simon has written in talking about how everybody else is emotional and visceral rather than intellectual. Uh, again, reaching into people's heads <laughs> to determine what they are thinking as opposed to listening to people's words and giving it some analysis based on what they're saying and uh, give people benefit of knowing what they're talking about. 813-239-9663 is the number to call before we have to step out and make room for It's the Music. We're going to get back to the music. And um, 
First off, I want to hear what you have to say. And as I said, there's a lot, you know, it goes on. No state is an island. No country is an island. So, you know, we all are impacted by what is happening, whether it's across the seas or whether it's right in our backyard. And we know that there are neighborhoods in the state of Florida who have been struggling. We know that there are people who have been struggling to get relief from the hurricanes that it's happened. We know that Hurricane Tammy is is uh, right out there near the Caribbean, but uh, fortunately it's not slated to hit land, but there's already been enough hurricane damage in this state that has caused the insurance crisis, and yet out of all the piles of money that could have been used to get people out of Israel and what we should be also allowing people out of Palestine, Palestinian Americans back without trying to call them all anti-Semitic, which is what this governor of Florida did. Uh, we should we use the hurricane preparedness and emergency funds instead of maybe some of that money he's been using and not really accounting for to fly migrants out of the state of Florida. What about that money? as opposed to taking money from people who are trying to bounce back from hurricane disasters and and you're not allowing those flights of Palestinian Americans as well as Israeli Americans in. 813-239-9663. I want to go back to the telephone lines real quick to see what you have to say before we, in the last minute, uh, if we can, but if we can't, then I guess we're going to be out of time, but I do want to thank you for joining me here on Community Speaks. And uh, of course, I still need your support. Give us a uh, give us a visit to wmf.org and hit the donate key to see if you can uh, show your support. If you just get a basic membership of thirty five dollars, we'll be certain to send you a sticker for Community Speaks. So that you could uh, you could display it and show everybody that this is a, a program on the radio that you support, and they should support as well. So, if you want to have more open discussion about what is happening locally, nationally, and globally, you could show your support for Community Speaks. I promise to continue to bring that kind of conversation to you and open it up for you to talk to one another. This is a community speaks and that's what it's all about. It is all about community. And uh, But right now we're going to go ahead and get out and make room for Blanda Whalen who's coming back with the music. It's the Music Monday. So keep it tuned and uh, we're going to be back next week. Uh, 